All right, good evening, ladies. Good evening. Good evening. So actually, um, I went from Myrav here. I went to the Shiva house, uh, to that Myrav, and I spoke there. So maybe I'll just start uh, with something I said over there. I mentioned that the Shiva, for Mrs. Lindenbaum, she, the boys get up tomorrow uh, after Shachris. So I discussed things that they could do uh, in her memory. But one of the things I mentioned is that I, I, I teach in Mi'ira on Mondays in the girls' high school. And today, the 11th grade, I, taught, I was teaching them about Kabbalah, because we're going to get to how the Kabbalistic movement uh, would, thank you, would affect Shabtai Tzvi, how it would be, start with the Hasidic movement, how the Kabbalistic movement would really totally change the Sephardic world, uh, things of that nature. So we're talking about Kabbalah itself. So I said, you know, when you learn Kabbalah, it's a little bit like the tip of the iceberg. When you, when you read the Torah, you see the tip. And what Kabbalah really is, is the depth of the Torah. And there's so much more to Torah that's way, way beyond our imagination. So you can learn Pshat, and the Pshat, the simple explanation, or the plain meaning, has so much to offer. There's so much depth of understanding. But Kabbalah if learned properly, and with the right people, and the right teachers, really you see the complete depth. And one of the major things of Kabbalah is, is that everything that we do, every act, every thought, every word that we say, has cosmic effect. It has really, um, beyond our, our wildest dreams, how much, if you, when you're davening Shemona Esrei, and you say a little with a little bit more kavanah, or if it's, a, if it's a hot day outside and you're careful about tzniyas, or if uh, you're, you could be upset at someone or something, and you hold, you don't get upset, the effect of that, it's way beyond, so actually what I said tonight, I'll just say it very briefly, is if we, anything we do affects the entire world. That's what Kabbalah tells us. We, 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 when a person does one act of kindness, it doesn't just affect that person or those people that you helped, but in fact, it fa- affects the entire universe. It will affect all of your future descendants. That one little act. For the good, chas v'shalom the bad. So I point out if you do mitzvahs, in fact, if you do mitzvahs in honor of somebody, some of you would do it in memory of your mother or that your mother would inspire you how much more so it would affect her soul of all of her things. So ladies, I want to say one thing. Well, you know, what we're learning tonight, we're talking about, about some people who enjoy their dancing or, or chesed. The greatest thing for us to be aware of um, is that it's, you know, back to our kala over here, you know, if you make Yanir a good dinner and you, you feel happy about it, it's not just Yanir, and it's not just you, as I mentioned last week, that the person giving it is affected. It is the entire world. That, whatever, fleshik, basari, chalavi, dinner, it's the entire world. It, 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 the avas chesed, if we would have, affects everyone. You know, part of our 
uh, sometimes lack of uh, success or productivity. Actually, on Sunday, I was, I was um, on my merry way, on my usual walk, uh, and one of my neighbors, a professor, he, he stopped me, and you know, he said, oh, you know, Rabbi, you're always busy. And I said to him, I am always busy, but I hope to be always productive. <laughs> it's easy to be busy, mm-hmm. but to be productive, to be actually doing things. And one of the reasons we're not so productive is because we don't value what we're doing. If we would be aware how every little bit of chesed has such amazing power in every mitzvah, we not only have a lot more love, we have a lot more energy, we do a lot more fervor. So I have not yet got to invent my glasses to put Google and Apple out of business. But one day there's going to be mitzvah glasses. Mark my words. And you're going to see... That's, by the way, when you read the, when you read the Kabbalah, when you read the Zohar, in the future, we'll be shown our lives. It's going to play us back for you, our lives. It's an amazing thing. We know when, when, when the, when the, when the Sifri Kabbalah were saying this uh, 2,000 years ago, who could have imagined what that meant? Like now you can see what it means to play back a video. But we're not there yet where we can play back our thoughts. But, it's, it, but one day it will happen. But what it does, it's going to show not just what our thoughts were, the power, the absolute power of when we had a kind thought, a loving thought, or God forbid the person has a hateful thought, or a jealous fault, or, or a lustful, taiva dika thought, the power of what we do, it is, it's, it's beyond comprehension. And so I give all of you later credit Tonight, I mean, I, I, I can see how many, this class is always listened to dozens of times. I can see, uh, oh, within a week, so I can see what it's listened to. Um, but when you come, not criticizing, but at least don't come. Uh, you know, many, many of them have, have children or, or reasons they can't be here. But coming to a class, I was just thinking about it, as I left Iran, I had a productive night. I can't always say, I can't always say all my nights are productive, but I went from here to there. But when you come and you're, you're learning, it's a tremendous merit for you because we're, we're, we are learning together things that make us better. And really, life is about you know, doing and acting and being productive. And the best way to do that is to realize the importance of what we do. And so we did discuss Ahavas Chesed. And as I mentioned last week, of course, we appreciate the opportunity that we had, uh, then we would have such a love, uh, such an ahavas, uh, uh for it to be able to do it and to uh, perform it. <laughs> you know, I, I just I spoke to many today just about this. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> he obviously lost his father. Like within an hour or two, I had spoke. He, he actually was teaching when he first called me, so it was maybe an hour or two after his father passed away. And after any tears, but what was amazing to me is how happy he was to have been there. You know, to to he had not slept, he had not he had not slept, he had, he had not he had been with his father. You know, he came Thursday night. He told me he went straight to the hospital. Father was in critical condition, 
And he, he felt, you know, and, and I was happy for him. Like, you know, what a, a merit to be there in the last days of your, your father's life. He told me. That, he told me that when he came, his father recognized it was him. That's what he told me. We were talking about that in the car, and that's exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah. How terrible it would have been had he not been right. able yeah. to be there. No, so right. So that, that's for sure true. But I, you know, but I was happy for him. Mm-hmm. You know, we when we hear this reality, we think to ourselves like, that is amazing, and it really is a gift mm-hmm. to be able to be in the room when the person. And I told this to his wife that I said, many has chesed for all. He's a family person, but he idolized his father. Anyone who ever heard him speak, he idolized his father. Um, his, when it, when, like his, his father was like this real figure to him who motivated a lot of his life um, and inspired his life. And you would think how happy he was and Certainly, that's, this is a dramatic moment, but I mean, you know, I, it's on a very simple level, we all have those everyday moments, and we should be really happy that we're able to take advantage of them, to be there for our spouses, for our children, every day, <laughs> for our friends, for our community, every day. Why? You know, I, I, I don't want to be harsh because... But I, I'm, I'm a rabbi, and I, and I see a lot of things in the world, more than you could ever imagine. Some, some, I mean, just my, sometimes more than you could ever imagine. Um, but sometimes you see the tragedy of the child who doesn't speak to the parent, or the parent who doesn't speak to the child, or the siblings who don't speak to each other, or the husbands and wife who have a fracture relationship. And then it's like, why that? Every day, every day is so is so precious when you help somebody or you help you, you. Why shouldn't you be so happy to have that opportunity? It's not just a chas v'shalom on a person's deathbed. It's every day, you know. Like my little Aaron. Now I was learning with his brother. Aaron is three. He is so cute. <laughs> Uh, three is no three. All three olds are cute. He's a kiss. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to say it, but right, he's so cute. But you know what? I was learning. I forgot. Who I, was, I, I, I think I, I don't remember which one of my children I was learning with tonight. I was learning with one of my children, and he comes over. Do you know what happened to Tiger? <laughs> uh, and now when I'm learning with the, his siblings, I learn with him as well. I said no, I, and I focus only on the person I'm learning with. And I said no, not now. So, but it was so cute. But I, I wasn't going to stop for him at that moment because I was learning with his sibling. But I, like, I went over to him afterwards because why would I not want that moment? I, you know, they don't stay like that, by the way. I, I, his sisters don't come to me. They're great kids. But I don't have to you know, obviously, like, you know, do it to a tiger. Like, you have to, like, pull the conversation out and tell the tiger. Meanwhile, they're, they're on their phone or talking to their friend. It doesn't, it doesn't last forever. So before I left, I said, Aaron, come tell me about the tiger. So no, it's a peacock. <laughs> he changed to a peacock. But here's the thing. You know, those moments, we should be happy every day to have those moments. Um, 
you know, I'll, 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 I'll embarrass somebody tonight. You know, I'm sorry. Mrs. Sidovsky, I was speaking to Mrs. Lubi, Lubianker, was speaking last night, she said, you're doing Shavuot for her. I tell you, she was so happy. So I was thinking, I'm happy for you. That's an amazing thing. You know why? You get married once, and that's it. You know, I'm leaving next Wednesday to Florida. If I'm, I'm going to go on for like, I have to go to Florida, to Chicago, to New York, to, back to San Jose. So I have... And then back east again. Well, no, no, because multi, so, so sun, the Sunday is Lubyanka wedding. When they told me the wedding, I said to myself, no way I can go. I'm going that week. I have, and I have to be here Monday, Tuesday next week. I have to have Monday night class. <laughs> How can I miss? <laughs> so, I, I, but I thought to myself, besides the fact that Mrs. Lubyanka and Jacob, but like, how could I miss that wedding? I've like, been so close to that family for so many years. So I'm literally, I'm taking the red eye Saturday night, and I'm flying out a few hours later. I'm going to the wedding and flying right back, and then flying back to Florida on Wednesday. I'm like, you know, but, but I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm not saying it too much. Trust me, I waste plenty of times and opportunities. But I'm thinking to myself, like, what, are you, can't repl- you can't take that back. You know, the, we, we, we have such, you know, when you love opportunities in Chesed, it's when we realize... This is our opportunity. Larry, he did the, the, the shawl this week. He said, he looked at himself as he won the lottery. He says, did anyone take it yet? Like, this is, he knew his Linda Mount for 30 years. He said, can I take the shawl in her memory? You know, and, and really, I want to understand something. It's not just by weddings or the opposite and deaths. Or, it's every pushet, every day in life. If you have parents, how you connect to them. If you're lucky to be married, it's how you connect to your spouse. If you, by the way, if you're in marriage like that, you have an amazing marriage. It's if you have children or grandchildren. These moments, you know, it's also amazing to me. Being in that Shiva house this week, and I said this on Shabbos briefly, you know, it's when you hear Ephraim and Lee speak about their mother, it was never, they didn't speak about her big moments. It was about the little things as they grew up. That's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Things that we often just don't take seriously. And if we, if we just stop the clock, you know, I, I, you, know you, have, you have the chills when you speak to somebody whose parent just passed away. You know, like, I don't know if you don't get used to that reality. And like, can you hear? But I was there, my father, I was with my father. And I, and I, and I, and I took care of him and he saw me last moments that I'll see his father, Tom Mashiach. <laughs> if I was 89 years old, Tom Mashiach comes. It's a long time, or hopefully not that long, hopefully only tomorrow. But, you know, but you think to yourself, we always have moments. We always have these days. Um, and I really, if you want to empower yourself to have love of chesed and love of opportunity, and if you can do that with human beings, then for sure you can come to do it to Hashem as well. Every davening. Every bracha, every opportunity that we have, again, within our reason to, to take advantage of it. Did you so, not ride to the airport Saturday <laughs> Could be, but I don't know yet. I think, I, I, I think my wife... I'm just my, trying to stay on topic here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're quick. Um, so, i gotta, I got to survive the next day or two, but we'll see. Thank you. Uh, so, our comma. So, we have... We come to ourselves to Ahavas HaChesed. 
we've, we've motivated, we've inspired our hearts, a love of kindness, of doing acts of kindness. From this uh, inspiration and uplifting, and go from specific deeds and acts, Mabat Toiv Al Hakol. To not only how we act, but how we look at people, how we view people. Uvezeh Nias Avas Achesed, the Signon Chaim. And that will allow us to have the Avas Achesed to, be, uh, uh, to inform our lives. We're, when we're giving, when we're kind people, it's transformative, it, it metamorphosizes who we are, and we come to another sugya, another topic, which is connected. When we're looking to do good, we will judge people favorably. We will have a good eye. That we should judge people favorably. Not just when you're in court or when you're in a fight or where you're upset or where you're, you're, there's a certain amount of, of differences uh, that you're involved with somebody. By the way, the worst cases are always families <laughs> because it's close and why and this, I don't get it. Um, mother-in-law, father-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, you know, there's always there's a certain amount of you have to judge people favorably. They're well-meaning. By the way, which is another joke. When you first get married, even when you're lost, actually, I say first, probably the first ten years of marriage, and uh, you you know when you have a mother-in-law, a father-in-law tell you something, or a brother-in-law, a sister-in-law, you always there's like a negative feeling. Like and even if your mother tells you the same thing, if your mother-in-law tells you the same, if if it's a mother and a mother-in-law. If the mother-in-law and the mother say the exact same thing, it's different. You're learning this, right? You know this already. You're an expert. No, no, not for me. I had that for my kids. They're very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably, yeah. right, no, but it's, it's not the same. You know what the difference is? Not only is there blood, but you, you typically could rationalize why my... You know your mother. So you, you know your... Or the father. We'll pick on mother-in-laws. We'll pick on the father-in-laws. Um... You, you get why they're talking to you, but somebody else is just being bossy or judgmental or why are they saying this to me? So uh, after 10 years, it's a little better. Still, it's not, not it's, it, you know, uh, it, it just means that when you're communicating, you have to be very clear and loving and that, that's just the reality. You know, a mother or father... <laughs> You have memories for four, you know, many years before. Yeah, uh, there's a deep connection. An in-law, if a person's a mensch, for sure they'll, they'll be very respectful. But it's harder to judge favorably. Just, this is a fact. Uh, it just is. Uh, but if we're bali chesed, I'm, 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 I'm not rationalizing or excusing anyone who is not, has the utmost respect and appreciation for their in-laws. Um, I'm just saying uh, 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 an example. This applies to everyone and everything, but that's an easy example because you could have the same message from a mother and mother-in-law, a father and father-in-law, 
And, and sometimes it's the opposite. <laughs> sometimes the person is upset at their parents for 20 years, and if their mother-in-law tells them, oh, my mother-in-law loves me, she's great. But my mother tells her to me. Uh, 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 uh. She just wants to boss me and control my life. Since I'm eight years old, she tells me everything. I'm just, so my point is, it's, it's, it, it can be the same words. It's how we view it. And it's actually to judge people favorably. Not just in people we're dealing with, though. It's people we're seeing. Maybe it's not even affecting us. We're watching things go on. What, what our perceptions uh, of people have he done is called you should judge people favorably Adam. now we're doing a chesed we're not acts of kindness well, one of the acts of kindness we can do is how we judge people <laughs> right how we look at people that's uh, isn't that an act of kindness to judge them favorably favorably we judge people on a scale Zakai, are they innocent, guilty, good, bad, worthy to connect to or not to connect to? Adam, Parlim, in general, although it's a little bit subtle, we can have glasses which are rosy eyed and positive, or we can have jaundiced, negative, myopic. <laughs> It can have a makor, it can be a source for the yetzer, this way or that way. Um, So we can't really know what goes in people's heads. Right, we can assume sometimes it seems it seems some way. You know, there's like that great book I quoted it years ago, the other side of the story. Right, it's like it, there's all these stories of, of of people judging favorably. Did I? I didn't. I do Ali Shore on I think I did a class or classes about judging favorably at one point. Maybe one of my Shurim. It may have been Miss Sharm Path Adjust. But you can look at an action. Where someone means well, and you look at it's a completely different story. It's it's literally. Like I, I I'll pick the easy story. The guy was on a plane as a rabbi. It's in that book. I remember this story from that book. Guy's on a plane as a rabbi, and this person's looking at this rabbi. The whole flight from New York to to Israel doesn't go up to daven minion, doesn't daven, gets his meals, doesn't eat, doesn't drink, it doesn't say brachas. Doesn't say Shema, nothing. Maybe it was man from Tefillah, doesn't pronounce Tefillin. This guy is what a hypocrite. What a hypocrite. He looks like a rabbi with a beard and everything, and he didn't say one bracha, one davening, and he goes over to him at the end of the flight, he says, You know, you are the biggest hypocrite. You dress like a religious man, and you don't even pray, you don't say brachas, you don't pronounce Tefillin. Shame on you. So the guy says, I'm sorry. I'm on the way to bury my parent. And I'm an Ainan. I can't say brachas. I can't pray. And I can't put tefillin because a person who's on the way to bury a parent is potter for mitzvahs, from positive. So here's a guy on a plane. If you would see the guy not saying brachas, what would you think? Right? 
Most people are thinking this guy is not saying brachas. But the fact is, <laughs> he was 100% right not to say brachas. Not the one fill in. And, and, and it's, it's the same image. But how do you look at the person? You can't judge a book by its cover, as they say. Yeah, but this is even way more than a book. Right, this but, is, no, it's this the is, analogy. It's not literally yeah, yeah, a book, but... Right, right. What you that was see just, is not always all there is. It, 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 plus, you can never... Even, if you don't own it or not, you can't ever know what, what, who the who the person is, what the person's doing. It's, it's, and therefore, um, it's a chesed sometimes. We'll see in a second, sometimes it, look, really looks, it does look really bad. And it's, you would say, this is not okay. This is not good. Um, you can't know unless you're in their shoes, obviously. Yeah, but more, <laughs> it's true. I was, I, 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 actually, I'm going to hold back. I, I I've seen some family. I've seen some feuds recently. Family feuds, uh, and uh, you know about everyone looking at the world in their viewpoint when it affects them. It's not like just we when it affects us. It's not just I don't look at their, I don't know their shoes. I'm only in my shoes, and therefore I look at how it looks to me or how it affects me, and therefore I judge negatively for that reason. Because when something affects me, I'm upset. Right. I, right. And the kindness, therefore, is not to do that. Chazal lo nuchiv zebetzak tishol masecha kizet tzedek. Had tzedek shal toira. Tzedek is to to be tamid that sad schos. Rak odom shuhuksek rasha. The person's wicked. A bona fide, not a not. I've heard people. Oh, they're so wicked. They're not really wicked. You think they're wicked? I'm talking real. Wicked person, they're Haman. They're Haman. They're, they are. I'm not going to name people, but. Uh, no, I mean, there, there, there are people in Jewish history you can put. Um, uh, Soros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I don't, don't want to go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll pick a, an easy one. Uh, uh, Pablo Christiani. I know Pablo Christiani is. He was a Jewish apostate. You know the, the Vikuach, the disputation with the Ramban? Yes. With the, uh, he's a Jew, became a Galach, a priest. And in 1263, he forced the Ramban in front of the, of the king of Aragon, James, to debate him. He couldn't judge him not favorably. Okay? Uh, he was completely wicked. He tried to destroy Torah. Um, which means someone who's kosher, somebody who's literally wicked, um, not just a favorite. Listen to this, this is amazing. And by the way, I, I don't, I, you know, I started tonight about the moment that in life we have like these moments, he make, he'll make you something, you'll make him something, you take care, I have a little, my little Aaron coming, Mrs. Klein, I know it was in San Mateo with her grandchildren today. If you take give me that ride, you gotta dance, you know, on the way. Don't before not while I'm driving. Now I'm driving. Before you come also. I don't wanna uh, I, I think my wife's gonna take me, but just in case. I'm gonna, right? You know, I'm serious. We have we have moments. In real life though, it's not just the moments of wow, I, I, I'm, with, I'm with my parents. How you know, if a person lost their parents, I would actually I thought Mrs. Summers brought her parents, Julia brought her parents to Rabbi Katzin 
on Wednesday night. That's an amazing thing. You can bring your parents to a shir of a refusenik. That's an amazing, you know, and I mentioned people who lost their parents the past week. I mean, what would they give for one more moment? <laughs> what would they give? You know, when it costs v'shalom, you know, many told me that his father was married I think, for 64 years, some kind of room like that. Do you know what it means to marry someone 60-something years? Huh? Maybe more. Maybe more. It's amazing. Um, you know, to have, we have those moments all the time. Really, we do. <laughs> we really, really do. Those moments are here today and tomorrow. Um, and they're either going to be loved and appreciated or not. And you know what? One of the things that sometimes kill the moments, you're in a wedding or you're at a moment or you're at a dinner table or at a Shabbos meal, it's when, we, when we're looking at things like not favorably. <laughs> you know? When we're a chayshin, why? So Lopez say there, is that okay? See, why'd she do that? It's always a she, by the way. He's always innocent. <laughs> okay, we'll pick the man. Uh, no, why do you do that? How, didn't I tell him 44 times not to do that? I don't like when he does that. It's not okay. You know. And so you start thinking to yourself, I can't believe this. Or he didn't say thank you to me. It's like the cardinal sin that a man can do, by the way, is not say thank you to a wife if she does a kindness. It's a serious severe. I'm not joking, by the way. I tell the chasanim all the time, make sure you say thank you. And vice versa. He forgot. He forgot. Or it doesn't help enough, or this, or that. So you start thinking, or she, or he, or this, or the guests came, and they weren't so, they didn't bring me a gift. They didn't bring me a gift. They did help. They didn't know. You know? I, you know? I, I, I did this mitzvah. I didn't do this. I'm like, and you start judging, and you swap. But you know what the worst is? I mentioned with the in-laws and parents, you go to a family vacation, you have a family Pesach Seder. You have, it's like you should be savoring and loving that moment. And if we don't judge favorably, we really could lose it. You know, there, there are people that we meet. There are um, opportunities we have, and we can really just poison it. If we don't have a good eye, the, the kindness, it's, it's a great illustration. When we're kind to others, we're kind to ourselves. And Tvidalikov's course is we want people to be zakai. We want people to have, be meritorious. That they should not be guilty. We're not looking to make people. There are times where you can't judge. But we're looking for that. Mechapis, Dirachim, we're looking. We're looking, maybe really this is a situation. Maybe I'm not right about the situation. Maybe the truth is this. You know, I, I got a call Thursday night. Okay, I'm going to pick up a skate. Friday morning. From somebody looking for Shabbos arrangements. And they call up Friday morning. And not only have Shabbos arrangements, they don't want a place with dogs and cats. I don't blame them, by the way. They don't eat wheat. They don't eat wheat. <laughs> uh, they need their own bedroom, you, you know. And, you know, they call you up. And you're like, what are they doing? Like, why didn't you call me two weeks ago? Or not Friday. And, and the truth is, they had a, they're not going to tell you this. But their wife is sick with cancer. Chas v'shalom. It could be a million things. Which you don't know. I'm going to tell you, you know, I remember recently I, somebody asked me about calling the mikvah. I happened to know it was a very delicate situation. And they couldn't call early. So they're calling that day. And they want to know what day or could they call. So I, the truth is I always say to people have a mikvah appointment, call three days in advance. Mrs. Bergman, amazing thing, by the way, the lady. How much hours a week did she have the mikvah? It's, it's not normal. It's not normal. She gives hours a week. And she caters to people's whims. Sometimes she'll go like different times of the night. 
She's like, come, this is 6.37, it's dark, right? It. But she wants, usually, some advance notice, give it three days. So I said, tell her that I said there's a reason. I remember what I said, I got exactly what it was. But my point is, it is reasons, and sometimes there's no reason about it. Sometimes the person is just a lazy bum. <laughs> they should have called, they would have forgot, they were lazy, they were not, they were not considerate. But you don't know that, and I don't know that. So our first thing we do is judge favorably. So if, I, if somebody calls me on a Friday morning, it's not saying it could be from Mrs. K, uh, and what I would tell them is, you know, I, I don't know your situation, and I'm sure there's a good reason, and, you know, just so you should understand, if it ever happens in the future, if possible, call her. Not that you moron. How, why, where is your consideration? Like, you know, what are you thinking? Don't you realize it's 4.30 Shabbos, the early Shabbos of the year? You know, people met plans. You know, and on top of that, you need, you're allergic to cats and this and that. You know, what are you thinking? You know, because really, there could be a lot of good reasons, very good reasons, um, why this person could not have called earlier. There could be bad reasons. And there could be no good reason. But you don't know that, and I don't know that. And therefore, the Torah says, judge favorably. And that's chesed. And, and I'm just, again, I'm just going to just emphasize that it starts at home. It starts with the people we care the most about. Because we tend to not judge favorably. Because <laughs> we know them. I know him. I know my husband. Rabbi, I know him. He does this all the time. I, I'm married to him for 38 years, and not once, right? No, he's judging favorably today. All right, that, that's what the Torah tells us. And of course, it doesn't mean to be completely naive. It means, but it means to judge favorably. It's amazing, Gemara says, and we want to judge favorably. And, and of course, if there's something repeating, we have to deal with it. But our starting point is a favorable judgment. Um, it's an amazing, Gemara. The Gemara says in Shabbos the following story. That Adan Chaver Gemara says in Shabbos, if you judge people favorably, Hashem judges you favorably. The way we judge is the way we're judged. There's a story of a person, Adam Echad, he was working in the upper Galilee, the northern Galilee. By the way, in the time of the, of the at the end of the second base of Mikdash, uh, all the way till the Jews left Israel in the fourth century, the major Jewish settlement in the land of Israel was the Galil. Okay, it was the Galilee. That's why all those cities were there. All the, the Sanhedrin was there. So it was in the Galilee. And there was a person who was working on that. He went to work for somebody in the south. The south was like Lod, what we call today central Israel. Um, that area. For three years. Worked for a person for eins, zwei, drei. It's Farsi. One, two, three years. Huh? It's code for Farsi. Um, so, one, two, three years. Um, imagine you work for someone for three years. And he says after the three-year contract, pay me. Tell me, sorry. It's Erev Yom Kippur. He had to go home. Uh, I'll go and I'll support my family after working for three years. 
Amr lo, Eli Mollus. I have no money. So he says to he worked for three years. He knows the man's an affluent guy. Tenly Paris. Give me your fruit. Ainly. I don't know. Tenly Karka. Give me land. The guy is a landowner. Ainly. I don't have it. Tenly Behema. Give me some cattle. This is the bit of condolos, you know, those days. What's it called? Uh, cash those days, right? Give me some cattle. Some chattel. No. Cash cow. Ca- cash cow. Good. Right. Uh, uh, the, uh, Kayla, give me pills and blankets. Don't have that as well. Guys working in a plantation in the state, whatever you want to call it. Nothing. He gives him the, I have none of this. He left, put his uh, his bag on, and he left without anything. Laacharagel. So it's Yom Kippur, then Sukkot, after Sukkot. Oh, excuse me. Acharagel. Not about a buy scarabia. They took his this guy three years payment. It was fit on three donkeys. One was of food, one was of drink, um, and he took this payment and also a, a donkey of food, a donkey of drink, and a donkey of all kinds of delicacies. Amartilo, uh, and he says, and, and he said to him as follows: When you said, when I said to you, um, give me, you asked me for the money, and I said I don't have any money. What did you think? What did you think? You've worked for me for three years. He's not going to pay him. I said I don't have any money. So the person says, Amarti Shema Prakmatia, it could be that you had a good deal and you put all your cash in the deal uh, and you had no money. And when you asked me to give behemoths and I said, I don't have any, what do you think? It could be that you rented it out. This person answered him to other people. But, and I said, when you, when you asked me for land and I said, I didn't have any, what do you think? Amarti it could be that you already did some land share uh, for sharecroppers and they have rights to that land and you can't give away that land. Uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I said to him, and when, I, when you asked me for fruit, what did you think? So he, he thought, I, I said, maybe, and you said, no, you don't have any fruit. So maybe they're not, any, they're not taking the maestros off. And they caught him in the sasa, so you asked for pillows and blankets and I said, I don't have any. So what did you think? Now, play this if it will be us. <laughs> oh, I thought that you gave it, you know. We don't, no one's thinking anything. <laughs> you give my money, you give it to me now. You're a liar, you're a shocker, you're a god, you're the son of Lovan, you're like, you're the worst person I ever met. How do you not pay me? And when I said the Karm Ruxas, what, what did he think? He said, I thought you were Makdish, you, you took all your possessions and gave to Basin Mikdash. So this person, this is what this person tells the, the landowner, this is Gamar Shabbos. Everything you said is true. All these crazy justifications you had for me is true. I made a nether of all my possessions. This, this is what, listen, listen, the Gemara says that this guy gave, donated all his possessions to the basic Knesset that Hyrcanus, his son, should be a Torah scholar. And when I came to the south, I was matter nether. So now I think I, I, I the, the Rabbanim, the, the Sanhedrin, broke my nether, so I'm giving you what you earned. Uh, and just like you judge me favorably, Hashem should judge you favorably. And the Gemara does not say who this person was. But the Psikta, the Rav Achai Gon, 
which is a, a, a work in the 7th, 8th century of Rav Chaygon, says the person who is constantly judging favorably is Akiva ben Yosef, who originally, eventually become Rabbi Akiva. Right? Do you want to know how you become such a person? Right? It's not just the learning. It's he judged, he, he was a person of such chesed. And it's an amazing thing, by the way. He was, at the time, this time, he was an ignoramus Akiva ben Yosef. It's only when he got married to Rachel that his life would change. Think about this. What does it take? What does it take for God to give? Listen to this. Akiva ben Yosef, who'll be forty years old, knows nothing, and it's one lady in one moment of his life would change all of world history. It would change him. It would change us. Everyone in this room it would change all the Jewish people wherever they are. Tell Mashiach, and when Mashiach comes as well, the Torah Shabbat, all the Torah Akiva students. They were the, 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 the Rabbi Meir Balanes, the Rabbi Shimbar Yochai, Rabbi Huda Barlai, Rabbi Yosef ben Chalafta. All of the Chacham and the, the Mishnah and the Gemara are from his students. You know, the, there are students of students in the Gemara. He, what, what merit did he have to meet Rachel, who, who is a daughter of Kalba ben Savua, the wealthiest person? I, I always think it's this. Because God judged him favorably. When you judge people favorably, you're judged favorably. But not just that. that what the Gemara really teaches how we should look at the world. Look, it could be so many reasons we're not thinking about. Even if it's far-fetched, even if it doesn't seem, I know better. No way, Jose. It's not true. It must be it's nefarious, or it's really bad, or she just doesn't care about me, or she just doesn't care. Or they're so narcissistic, or they don't care about my feelings, or I know because he hates this and that's why he said that, or she hates this and that's why she said that. <laughs> you, know, you, know, um, you know, especially if it's like different groups, you know, they're not part of my cover, they say they must have been bad, there's a million things like this. Um, so look to justify to ra- you know if you really love somebody, you look to, to rationalize for them. You look like if you idolize someone, it must be, it has to be that this is the real story. When we're looking at people, we're looking around the world. So the people we care about look judge favorably. And one of the things that we're working on. Is judging people favorably and to look a the milas, to look at the, the good in people. Rabbi Levi Yitzchak in Berdichev, the Kedushas of Levi. What is that song? Adraba. I'm not going to sing. First of all, my allergies still bothering, so I'm losing my voice still. <laughs> Even my allergies were good, and I was totally had my voice. You don't want me to sing. I'll scare you. But you know, there's that song. You know, Adraba Tembeli Beinu. Hashem should give in our heart lyrics to see. The milas, the, 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 the goodness in our other friends. Milas chavarenu. To look at a person and see their goodness. To, have a, to look at people and look for the good. Not just to say, oh, she's a good person. He's, he's, she's caring or she's considerate. She's a good friend. Or, you know, she's very put together. And, or she comes to davening on time. Or she's always inviting people. Or her davening inspires me. Just to look at the milas of a person. 
you know, or our parents, or our siblings, or our spouses, or our children. Of course, your rabbi. You have to be like, right? Honestly, no. no. but it's everybody. You look at a person who you, the glasses are. You look around the world, and you look for the milas. You look for the good, but not just the milas. Even when you don't see the milas, the things that bother us are. are to look, or the things that are, are puzzling, like if, you, if someone's a kasher, they're a good person, they're not a wicked person, to look at their milas. Uh, and to judge, to look for milas. And we should look every day to do this. It's just a little bit more, because it's connected to this, it's a short, short thing. When, you're, when you're, we're like this, we love chesed, and we love the opportunities and the moments, and we're judging people favorably. We have a love of kindness, a love of the moment, a love of not just to run to a person with, when, they hurt, when they're being buried or when they're getting married, but every day to cherish, to cherish the opportunities to help, to, to, to better and to do in this world uh, and to judge people favorably. It, it comes, there's no place for Lashon Hara. <laughs> If we, anyone who lives like that, there's no, there's no Lashon Hara. You can't, you can't. It doesn't, it doesn't go together to speak Lashon Hara. Have a conversation with your girlfriends or the or men at the Shabbos table as you eat your kugel. Talk about somebody. You know what kugel is? <laughs> have kugel bars. Ashkenazi. You know, kugel is a game with little squares. Yeah, yeah. Gefilte fish? Gefilte fish? Ech, you know what? Everybody's thing. Moroccan salmon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you wouldn't have your Moroccan salmon with lashanara, right? You don't have your chalanara. You don't have, you know, you you don't sit there. You know, you talk. How in the world is a person borscht? My borscht, by the way. <laughs> Even. I had borscht on younger. I'm traumatized. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I told your husband. My husband couldn't understand. No, he doesn't. He said you never had good borscht. I said never again. <laughs> no, His no. wife told me the same thing when I told him my reaction. Oh yeah, borscht, yeah, yeah, yeah. So You should know. But when you're having your borscht, who can speak lashon borscht? No, no, no but uh, uh, it, it's not shaykh. A person who's a giving person, who loves kindness, who judges favorably, <laughs> to sit there and badmouth a person. To sit there and, and talk negatively, She's, she just doesn't care about anyone else. Or did you see her yesterday? Who does she think she is? Or I'm so angry at so-and-so. I can't believe what she did to me. Or my husband, ah, he just does not get it. Or my son, or my daughter, or my friend, or my mother. Ah, oh, I can't go for Pesach again. Do you know what she does to me? I'm not t- if this person is legitimately asking for advice to a rabbi or a good friend in confidence and they're trying to work it out, that's to all us, it's for benefit. But to sit there and talk bad can only be a person who doesn't have a good eye. Sit there and talk bad. It's a person. Even, if, even if it's true, Lashara is inherently it's not true. Most of it's, by the way, it's false. You know, somebody sent me today, I, I, watched, about, I, I, didn't get, I watched about three minutes of it, a, a video of somebody, like a, a guy, I don't know if people saw this or not, a guy, a, a Gentile in Crown Heights, walking with some Chabad guy, and his whole point of this video was, you can't judge your neighbors until you know them. And he said, like, he became friends with a, a guy, a Chabad guy in Crown Heights, 
And now he understands all these guys in Crown Heights, like what they're doing. And he's showing this video with, I don't know how many thousands, tens of thousands of people have seen it. Uh, to, when you know your neighbors, right, you judge them more favorably. Right? When you don't know somebody, they're, they're mystifying to you. you, can, you it's much easier to hate them or to judge them. You know? um, I, I said this story once before. I don't know if I said this in this class. I, I once, I, when I was in Philadelphia, so I used to learn the yeshiva. And I, would, you know, I had lots of people come to my house. I was in law school. And I'd bring them for Shabbos. So every one time I brought a guy for Shabbos, or I brought him to yeshiva, I think I brought him to learn on, a, on a, one night, and he looks at, he comes, I said, how do you like it? He said, everyone was staring at him. Because <coughs> why? Everyone's, I said, no one's staring at you, no one cares, I, I, you know, they don't care. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, like, do you think everyone's staring? I said, well, because I wasn't wearing black, this Jewish guy tells me, I wasn't wearing black, everyone stared at me. Said nobody stared at me. I was with him, by the way. Nobody at best said, said good morning, hello. They were friendly. He said everyone was there. I was with him. I saw the whole from beginning to no one stared at him. I said, come on. I walk around with a black hat in law school. I look much more different than you every single day. Do I think everyone's staring at me? They're all looking at me. Do I might? So no one was staring at him. I'm just being frank. But I get where he's coming from. Because we feel like everyone's looking at me. I, I, I'm different. You know, everyone must be looking at me. But, but the truth is, if when we judge people favorably, we, it would not happen that way. It, if, and I'm not blaming him. It's a normal human reaction. But when we're dealing with people, we'll judge them favorably. We look through kindness. You can't speak Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara? Lashen, let's, say, let's, pick, let's, say, let's say if you have a, a, a person you love, you're, you're in direct contact. Right in front of me. You, do you love your grandchildren? <laughs> Could you ever speak Lashon Hara about them? Could you imagine speaking Lashon Hara about them? Can you, uh, yes. How, what? Yes. Okay, you're honest. <laughs> Could, well, I mean, I... We learn Lashon Hara. There are lots of things that... Could you imagine hard. saying that your grandson's smelly? Now, I'm not talking he's one years old and he had... But, or you think that he's... He, he needs he, a shower. You, you think, I would the, never say Can it. you think, imagine saying, you know, I, I walk out of the room and just have the ladies, you know, I went to my grandson, my grandchildren today, they're disgusting people and they really don't get, appreciate what you're doing for them. Can you imagine saying those words? Interesting, you should. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really hitting the jackpot over here? It is so interesting. You're, psych- you're psychic and you just know it. Uh, okay, we'll talk privately. <laughs> no, no. and Howard, no. I think that the reaction to um, certain things can be, you know, words can hurt. And when you say hurtful things to people, they're not going to be warm and friendly. So I need to know that. <laughs> so I want to. I want. I, so I'm going to revert. You're, you're treading on very tender ice. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm happy. By the way, I want. I mean, so let me let me share you my experiences. You know, people think happens either shoal is an amazing shoal. You know, and and I have. I, I feel very close to everyone, but over the years, I have got dirty emails. And attacked, um, 
not too commonly, but it has happened. Ninety-eight percent of the time, like I, I, an example, I'm on Shabbos. Two people get into a fight. I referee. Who gets attacked afterwards? I get attacked. Why do you take his side? Why take her side? Like, 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 like. Do you think I look for this? I don't look. For it. So it's like you saw one of these things yeah, happen. Yes, so I was part of one of the fights. Well, so very well. <laughs> But whatever it is, my point, and I'm serious by the way. No, I, I, so I want to tell you how I live life. I'm not I'm far from perfect. That's not about me. So when I'm looking, I know both of the, I saw both of these, I was part of both of these fights. When I got attacked, I judged it wasn't about me. And if somebody attacks me, again, I, I can't tell you, I'm, I'm always vilified or nullified. But, but, you know, most times it's. 98% of my experience have been very respectful, too much respect, and etc. But with the times it did happen, or my own children, or my own, usually there's a lot more to the story. It's an iceberg. And, you know, in those words, I judge favorably. And you know what happens in life? I move on, and they move on. <laughs> and I'm able to help them, and, and that relationship continues. So I don't want this tender thing, I don't know, but I'm going to be honest. When we have these situations, it's for us to judge people for where they are at they are. I mean, even when their people are wrong, I'm happy actually, I'm not, I don't know how happy, but, you know, it's, you know, me, uh, you know, I'm trying to think what I can say, what I can't say. It's, um, there's, there's situations where there are people who are at, not at, actually today, I'll pick an easy question. I had a 12th grader uh, whose mother's in the room? <laughs> okay, that should uh, down a little bit. Ask me about um, people who are dressed religious, who are uninspired, uh, are not passionate. Did she tell you this question? No, but she has been troubled by this lately. Oh, good. Yeah, she asked me this in class. Um, and then they're not inspired. And she was asking me what I thought about it in the circumstances. And I discussed that. Uh, but one of the things I said is the following thing. You know, and this is true, I've seen this many times. I've been involved in Baligozma, hundreds of people at different level of observance becoming Bali Chuva and becoming religious or becoming more religious. And I've seen thousands. There are times where today they're not there. You know, they're just not there, to, but they're going to get there. And when you look at today, it's not where they're going to be. And when you're looking, it's like I tell my wife all the time with our kids sometimes, when you're a teacher, when you're a teacher, what happens when you have a classroom? And there, I'm going to pick on our teacher over here, so I picked on you already. What happens when you have a classroom and the kids are misbehaving? Do you scream at them? Do you take it personally when you're a teacher? You don't. Why don't you take it personally? Because you... It's about me. It's not about you. It's about what, how can I help these students? That's how I do as a rabbi, by the way. I don't take it personally, honestly. When if I, I, I really, I go... Because it's not about me. I didn't go to a rabbi for, you know, people stand up for a rabbi. It's not about the rabbi. It's not standing up for me. It's standing up for the Torah. I, I don't get anything out of me. I'm not going to be honest. I'll be a little honest. It's, nice. it's not a bad thing. Better they stand up than they throw a rock at you. But it's not about me. It's, that's about the Torah. If you're a teacher, it's, it's not about you. If a teacher comes into a classroom, you know, my, you know, Yisrael sometimes tells me, which grade is Yisrael in? He is in fourth grade. They kill the teacher sometimes. Like these kids, and I know his friends, they're cute kids, but they can disbehave and they can give teacher a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Actually, if you teach a nervous breakdown in this class. So if you're teaching that class and you're taking it personally, you make a terrible error. 
And if you're a bubby, you're a parent, and you're taking it personally, you'd make it per- per- terrible error. I was like, and you know, she's telling me this sometimes also. Not, kids don't, it's, we're teachers. It's not about us. And if you're a good teacher and you're looking at the student that day, you'll try to justify what they're doing. And that's how you'll, you'll and you're sure you've done that. Right? And that's how you judge people fail. When you do that, you won't be able to speak Lashon Hara because you won't want to. Like, if I would be in a teacher's lounge and I would hear a teacher bad-mouthing a kid, I would say that's a bad teacher. And I, and I'm, I, one of my hats, still black, but one of my hats, <laughs> is I teach. As I mentioned today, I teach twice. I teach, I teach high school girls. I know what it is to be a teacher. Um, I was like, um, I do it. So I know you could say, why is this girl not listening in class or being annoying or disrespectful? I, you know, it, or, but, you, but, but I would never, ever go into a teacher's room and say, that girl. And she says, I, I would hope, I would even think the positive when I would see, when I would see it. That's what it means um, to, be, to, be, to realize. That's how Shem deals with us, by the way. Oh, you know, they don't get it. They're still young. He's fourth graders. He saw his class. My, my son, Yisrael. And sometimes I bring it to Dami. I'm gonna, I would love to like, just wind them up. Just stop him. He runs around. If he sees candy, like Dami Shapiro walking, I could be speaking. Makes a beeline. He's a great kid. He's a sweet kid. He's a beautiful heart to Shama. He messes up in the house plenty, like all my kids, like I do. But you know what? If you're a parent, you judge him at his age. You know, you judge him. He doesn't get it. He's not savvy. He doesn't, you know, if you want to have a good marriage, by the way, uh, you're, you're, you're a new, newlywed. You need to have Rachmanus on him. Men, before they're married, they don't know anything. I'm telling you, Bemis. You know, like they, don't know, they don't learn certain things. And, yet, and if you want to be happily married, you'll judge. You'll, you'll be a teacher, to, and vice versa, by the way. Um, and you won't ban How did, my, my sister wants, actually, I want to say I've heard people talk about their private lives, their intimate lives, to other people. Is that disgusting? I think it's gross. I think it's a bizillion to do that. For somebody to talk about how they kissed their husband, whatever they did their first in a marriage, I think is absolutely shaloi kahaygen, disgusting, gross, and I've heard people do this. I, I, I never have a chance to talk about it in a share, so I decided to do it now. <laughs> but I think it's so revolting to me to, to talk about any of your intimate, any, first time, any intimate part of your marriage, I think is disgusting and gross to share with anybody, anytime. I think it's revolting. But, you know, to talk about your spouse, how in the world do you do that? Like, where's your, you know, where's the sit there and badmouth the person you should, you know, it's... And, 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 and you can't do that if you judge favorably. And I think a lot of it is, is having an avas and judging favorably. There's really no room for Lashon Hara. If there is a problem, of course, you speak to you know, someone who could really be helpful. Not a casual conversation. Who in the world has a casual conversation that way? Um, Lashon Hara, you know, I've had Shalom things where I've had to ask about perfect people's intimate life. I'm not interested. And the and then, no, but sometimes I need to make sure it's okay because there's a purpose in that. But to stop talk about these things, stop to seek Lashon Hara about your husband, your wife is disgusting in my mind. Absolutely revolting. Just like you would speak about your intimate life is crazy. Speak about your children casually. So, but a person has a midas a chesed. You don't go there because you're, you're you're judging favorably. You're thinking. Like your teacher, I have a kid in class, I don't know if they ate breakfast that day, I don't know if their parents told them, I think they're little kids, 
I realize that they're not immature. You know, they don't get it always. Are you raising your finger? someone and you've had a disagreement and you've tried to fix it and it doesn't get fixed and and you feel harm in that situation so I mean how do you still do that because so I, 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 way too vague of a question to be honest <laughs> I get why it can be vague um, but, but I'm going to answer this question. And I want to finish. Cause I want to do this tonight because I want to get get home so you can judge me favorably. Your spouse will be good. You know. So I'm going to answer your question. And we'll get one to finish up, and then I'll stay for the questions. But to answer your question, um, let's make a case where you feel harmed and it's not reconciled. Um, so I think really the answer then is is even when you feel harmed and it's not reconciled, there's you know, there's so much human complexity. If somebody can't reconcile with you, you realize it's, it's a nebuch. Maybe they didn't have a, they were never learned as a little kid. Uh, maybe they have uh, an emotional disability to be able to do that. And there are people who do. <laughs> there are people who just cannot. And if you're willing to reconcile and they're not, or you want to fix things and better things and they're not, I think you really judge them favorably then. And those, if I'm getting you right. You just let it go then? You just let it go. You, let, you judge them favorably. That they're, that they're, that they're, it's hard to let go. It's easy yeah. to judge favorably, so, but to let it go so it doesn't bother you. So I think, I, I think really the things we're talking about, it's an act of kindness to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. If you would, that person, if you had to bury them, <laughs> or you, you had to, yeah. you, would, you would do it from your heart probably, it sounds like. So you can be kind to let it go also. And it's better for you to let it go. Yeah, it's not asking that for though. Your, for your, no, I'm for just saying. Yeah. But it is better for your yeah. emotional All right, so I want, to, I, want, I, want, yeah, I want to finish. I want to, fin- I, I, I want to finish. And when I'm let you go so you can judge me favorably. Uh, so, so Mishnah Yisrael means, I'm going to just go quick. Mishnah Yisrael means, Chesed, it's not shy to speak Lashon Hara. You don't want to hear Lashon Hara either. Because you don't want to hear bad things. You would be, could you imagine, honestly, if you, about saying Lush and Hara in front of from Rebetzin Kanyevsky, Rebetzin Kanyevsky, you'd be embarrassed to speak to her. Do you know what she said to me? To me? You would be like mortified. Why? Because you know why you'd be mortified? Because it would bother her. You know, I, I, someone somebody asked for Shlomo Zaman Arbach about tackle football. Is it mutar? Is it permissibly tackle football or not? Anyone know what tackle football is? So and he said, Shlomo Zaman Arbach, when he heard, he said, what's tackle football? So describe me. A guy runs with the ball. They try. They pull him down. They throw him to the ground. <laughs> and he said, "Shlomo Zalman Arbach." He was like, not like that. But it, was like, it bothered him. It bothered him to that. That. Why would you want to do that? You want to take another Jewish boy and smash his head to the ground as he's holding a ball? <laughs> you give him a ball. Imagine if you see a guy in the street. So he consents to do this. Does it make sense to want to do so? Like I couldn't even hear that. You, can you imagine if Shlomo Zalman Arbach if you speak Lashon Har in front of him? He would never want to hear that because it would bother him. He wouldn't be he's a Ish Chesed of Shlomo Zalman Arbach that's all. He can hear Lashon Hara. You know a person has Chesed a judge's favor but doesn't want to hear it. Can't hear it. Something that's not good. Your first reaction is not about me. It's can I help them? Can I be a teacher and teach them? How can I help them? But my but my tzkuva, how, how am I going to be able to do that? The talking to fix it. 
and to speak on the contrary, to damage them, to badmouth them, to sully their reputation, to hurt them. Kamarachuk for a person who's a Balchasid. You never think about doing that. The group of people which the Talmud says who speak Lashon Hara, who are the four groups that do not have a Shem in their midst. Person who speaks the Vertin, the words of Lashon Hara, are Be'etzem, are intrinsically evil. Incomplete as Peh, or Diburim Ba'alma, Be'shemadabar Be'etzem Hutayv. Loki, Adam Rahu, if you're Ra, when you're, when you're, well, imagine you would see a person, not doing Chesed, punching a guy. What do you think of that person? Especially if the guy's innocent, you think of what a wicked person. Uh, if a person speaks Lashon Hara, that's Ra. That's the, it's the opposite of Chesed. You Chesed, you help a person. And let's say a person, ta- Pashit, is an ingrate. So you look to help the person. Harbe Midvarim. There are many things that are that are, are, are um, many svarim that talk about how serious, how evil, detrimental, damaging, hurtful it is to speak lashon hara. Gam lo imdim talks about lashon hara, and still people. <laughs> Could speak Lashon Hara. I'm not joking, by the way. A few years ago, uh, there was a, this Chavetz Chaim Heritage Foundation. It was something like judging people for Lashon Hara. The film f- ended, and I heard somebody complain about the f- something. I was like, here, I heard it. I was like, I couldn't, it was a Tishabov. I couldn't believe it. On Tishabov, they just watched the whole film. And they still do it. It's crazy. You think it's crazy? But, we, so, but you know it's crazy. You, you think it. It's on Tashabov, on the film, but we do it even not Tashabov, not with the film. We still, you heard a share, you have a class, you know it's wrong, stay the book. And still people do it. He called Rav. You know what's going to happen? You can learn Lashon Hara and all the details by heart, but if you don't have a kind soul, if you don't judge people favorably, you will speak Lashon Hara. It's not just enough to learn the laws. It's how, it's how what kind of person, not just to live them, it's what kind of person you are. It's, I was judging favorably. And when you're not a kind person, and you don't judge favorably, and you judge regularly, it is... There is an, you'll speak It will come out of your mouth. It will come out. If you want to be able to not speak Lashon Hara, not, of course we need to learn the laws. Learning Hilchus Lashon Hara or learning Shemir Salashin about the, the Musar of it, very, very helpful. I believe that. I learn it every day. I'm not joking. For at least... I, almost, I think t- almost 25 years I learn it every day. Um, and I need all the help I could get. Uh, but it's not just that. It is the persona. <laughs> it's the persona. It's, it's, it is, are we judging favorably? Are we kind uh, with it? 
those people from Russia eat borscht really crazy, right? <laughs> you know, we don't know, you know, you know they have to get filter fish. What's wrong with get filter fish? If you're New Yorker, you shouldn't say that. That's true. You uh, I mean, but, but you can, you, you, but, no, well, not, what's what? Huh? Have you ever heard anyone say anything bad about New Zealanders? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, you haven't been to Australia. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, but you can't, it wouldn't, not just about individuals, about groups, yes. about Americans or Israelis or about English. Mm-hmm. You can't do it because you're a person of kindness. Because Islam is a nikbah and the way you do it is to think, uh, not about, just about Lashon Hara, which we think about, but to judge favorably, to live favorably, to love chesed, to love the moments. And if you do it, you'll be saved not only from Lashon Hara, but you will be that person who is the example, not just a happy person, you're the example of what it means to be a true Av as a chassid. You know, it's an amazing thing. The Chavetz Chaim is known by his work on Lashon Hara, but one of his first works was a work called Av as a chassid, mm-hmm. Loving Kindness. They go together. Hold on.